So when I ask you what you want, I don't mean what do you just say you want? What are you writing down that you want? What are you telling others that you want? What are you thinking about wanting? It's like, what are you unconsciously wanting? Eh? Hi, I'm Veronica Jane, and welcome to This Isn't Me podcast. Ever found yourself in a moment where you look at your life and realize, this isn't me? Maybe it was you in the past and it's not you anymore. Sharing powerful stories of breakthroughs and transformation. Practical and playful, scientific and spiritual. Right and wrong left at the door. It's a many sizes fit all situation. Full of imperfection and messiness. Sharing. Asking questions with authentic, vulnerable conversations. This isn't me. Hi. Welcome to this episode of This Isn't Me podcast. I am Veronica Jane. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being curious about yourself and being out for personal growth. Thanks for coming with an open mind and an open heart because that's what this place is all about, right? And so I've been exploring what I want to share with you this week and what I've been getting feedback from clients and listeners around and what's the most potent for you. And so I'm going to share a message today that I know is going to be beneficial for you and I know is going to invite you into some change. And so let's do it. So the question I have for you today, that sounds simple, and yet for many of us is actually quite complex, is what do you want What do you want? Like, what do you actually want? So over the last little while, I've been hosting these masterclasses. And the most recent one was how to be Delulu in love. And yeah, sure. I use it a little bit ironically, right? Like Delulu being delusional. And I'm exploring what is delusional. And delusional means a belief held that is challenging the evidence and doesn't change even though evidence hasn't shown up. And my frame is like, well, of course there's no evidence for something that doesn't exist yet. So I'm inviting people to decide what they want and work towards what they want in relationships, even when it feels a little bit delulu, even though others might say they're delusional, that that type of relationship doesn't exist. Because just because you haven't seen evidence for it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? So many things have been created when it looked like they were impossible. The airplane, the telephone, the internet, so many things in life we didn't know were possible, like releasing weight and achieving a certain body or moving to a country that we never believed we could actually live in. There's so many different examples in your own life too, if you look, aren't there? So I'm going to invite you, which I assumed was uh, what everyone was doing and I'm realizing isn't is throughout all of my podcasts, all of my masterclasses, all of the coaching that I do, you need to look and see yourself in it, right? Listening to these sorts of podcasts and not going, okay, well, how does that relate to me? How does that show up in my life? Where is that true for me? It means that they're not really as beneficial. So in everything that I say, I invite you to explore, okay, well, how does this connect in my life? How can I see myself in that? Where's the truth there for me? That's where you get the discoveries that have you take action. So what I'm asking you is, what do you want that can seem a bit delusional, that can seem a bit impossible? What do you want, not just consciously, what are you wanting consciously that you're perhaps pushing away unconsciously? 
So let me go a bit more into that. Because in this Delulu in Love workshop, I was surprised at how many people didn't realize what they were doing is unconscious. When it comes to things like the way we attach and the attachment theory and how that impacts our relationships and early childhood behaviors and epigenetics, there's so much in who we are that's formed because of who we've been, who our parents have been, our grandparents have been, and who we've been as a child and as a young person. So I'm asking you to look at what you want and how what you have is different to what you say you want. Okay, let's go a little deeper into that. Let's explore from a a few different language sets. So let's get an example. What do you want? Okay, I'm a relationship coach, right? Embodiment, empowerment, and relationships and inviting you to look at you. So let's look at relationships first and go, well, what do you want? So I have friends who right now want a partner. They've rediscovered for themselves. They're ready to get back out there and do the relationship thing again. So you're saying you want that consciously. What are you doing to achieve that? And what are you doing unconsciously that pushes that away? So I have a client that I'm working with right now who from an attachment framework has discovered that they are more avoidantly attached. And it's amazing because now that I've unpacked for her what that looks like and explained that in her early childhood, likely attachment figures like her mom or her dad or whoever was caring for her wasn't consistent, was possibly overbearing or smothering or asked her to compromise who she was and her sense of freedom to earn love. So now it's hard for her to trust love. And so she pulls away because she's worried her boundaries will be compromised and she'll lose sight of who she is to achieve love. So that's great because in that discovery, then she's able to go, oh, okay. So I say I want love. And yet when he does anything that makes me feel smothered, I pull away. So in that moment, I'm not showing him I want love. And then I'm wondering why men aren't wanting to date me or why they're breaking up with me. It's like, yes, okay. So she's already able to identify. She consciously wants relationship. And unconsciously, as soon as someone comes close, she pulls away. So when I ask you what you want, I don't mean what do you just say you want? What are you writing down that you want? What are you telling others that you want? What are you thinking about wanting? It's like, what are you unconsciously wanting? Eh? So I joke a lot about like existential kink or secondary gain. And that's about what you're unconsciously creating for yourself and what you get out of being the ways that you say you don't want to be. Okay. So secondary gain is this concept of like, by being a certain way, what do you actually benefit? So by being, uh, by not dating and saying you want relationship, but avoiding apps, avoiding going out there and networking and building community, the secondary gain is you get to feel safe avoid getting hurt, get to prove that men are all a certain way or women are all a certain way or that the dating world's messy or whatever your excuse is. And you get that secondary gain of avoiding the risk. And that concept of being existentially kinky then is that perhaps you actually love that being alone because then you get to feel sorry for yourself. You get to confirm the limiting belief that you're not good enough or that you're unlovable. Oof. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say humans are kinky, is that unconsciously we have all these fears or beliefs that are creating our current reality. So when you say you want something, what I'm wondering is what you're unconsciously afraid to admit that's allowing you to push away what you want. And that's so sad, right? 
to think that you can operate consciously desiring something and unconsciously pushing it away, that's heartbreaking. And that's a lot of what I do with my clients is help them uncover what are they saying they want? What are they saying their values are? What are they saying they believe or that they desire? And then what, how is that showing up? And what are the unconscious ways that they're pushing out the opposite and pushing away what they say that they want? Because it's great to sit down and goal set and, and write out what you want and create vision boards. And yet if you're not aware of unconsciously what you believe or what you're feeling that's making that um, that's making that unavailable to you, you're likely to take a lot longer to get it or perhaps never get it at all. So when I ask you what you want, I'm asking you not just to look at what you desire. I'm asking you to feel into what you're afraid of too. Because when you uncover your fears and your limiting beliefs and your stuck emotions is when you figure out what's holding you back from what you want. And when you figure out what's holding you back from what you want, you might actually get a lot closer to what you want. So there's something to look at there for all of us, right? And the other element of what do you want is not just what do you want because it's safe. What do you want because it's acceptable? What do you want because you're likely to get it? The Delulu and Love workshop had everyone look at what do they want deeply when they slow down and believe it's possible? What do they deeply desire and deserve? So some of you are saying you want your husband to be a certain way, your kids to be a certain way, when ultimately what you want is a totally different relationship than the one you've created. And yet you don't see it as possible. You watch your friends in unhappy marriages or relationships. You watch your parents in a mediocre relationship. And so you're afraid to want something passionate, connected, deep, that is feeding your soul or, you know, your heart, whatever you want to call it. And so for some of you, what you're saying you want is just easy. It's surface. It's simple. It's safe. But babe, I'm asking you to look and feel into... What do you actually want? And I had someone express to me recently that although the core of my message resonates with them, their story is so different to mine, right? Like I went on a polyamorous and open relationship journey and I only share that to reach the fringe and to reach the extreme because it's been my re reality. And I want those people who have questioned monogamy or questioned open relating to know that I've lived on both extremes of relational journeys to show them that I've come back to what I know is true in my core and yet looks different to a lot of people's monogamy. And why I was such an advocate for it when I was in it is I'd saw so much unhealthy monogamy. I'd seen so many people hide from themselves and each other and hurt each other say horrible things to their partner and have these distant, dull and disconnected relationships. And I'm like, well, if that's what this is, then fuck no, I don't want this. I'm out. And yet I did basically the same thing in a new format. And so it wasn't the solution. And so when I look at what I want, it, what I wanted throughout my early youth and through my marriage and through my next relationship and what I want now has nothing to do with spreading myself beyond a monogamous partnership. What I wanted that I lost belief in was intimacy, vulnerability, connection, radical honesty, 
eroticism, depth of knowing, affection, connection, playfulness, fiery sex, passion. Did I say that yet? <laughs> playfulness. I wanted a partner where it felt easy. I wanted a partner, and I don't mean easy like it was so breezy and we didn't have to put in the work. No, I was happy to put in the work. More than willing, what I wanted was to let go of the coercion, let go of the force. I wanted it to be desired by both of us. I wanted it to be easy in the sense that I wanted him to want it as much as me. I wanted him to believe it as much as me. I wanted to know that we were a team working towards this thing together with ease. And that didn't mean there wouldn't be hard times and fights and tears and emotions and pain and past wounds and hurt and some distance in moments. And yet I wanted us to come together with ease. And it took me going through a lot of pain to figure that out, that I'd been coercing and forcing relationships my whole life because that's all I'd seen modeled. And so you listening, ask me for these personal examples and you want to hear one so that you can relate them to yourself. So what I wonder is, where are you making it hard? Where are you, like how often do you have a conversation where you sit down with the people you love, whether it's your lover, your husband, your partner, your children, and just go, hey, I just want to know what you're feeling lately. How's things been for you? How are you seeing our relationship? Like, what do you need? How can I love you better? How can I see you more? How can I listen to you and have you feel heard? Like, how often is that the approach that you take to a conversation where you just meet at the table and say, here it is. What do you got? I feel like most of us are going into conversations with an agenda, with this power control. And it's sad for me. Because I used to be that way too. Like, I get it. And yet, if what you want is connection and deep relationship, really, there's no power involved in that. You got to let that go. No one's the boss. When you want connection, which is what relationship is, you got to let go. And one of the last episodes of last season was about control. Like love holds no control. Love is just present, experiencing the other person. And so if you want relationship and connection, let me share an example with you and what that looks like. When I have a, a disagreement with my partner, when I can see we're seeing the world in different ways and I can feel the tension, I'm attuned enough into my body to go, ooh, okay, my nervous system's getting a little bit regulated. I can read his micro expressions, his eye contact changes, his body language turns out a little bit. He becomes more edgy. I avoid looking at him as much. The tenderness isn't there as easily. So what I have to ask myself is, okay, how do I make him and I feel safe? And so I'll lower my body so that we're on the same physical level. So there's no hierarchy, there's no threat, there's no predator. I'll invite touch, hold his hand, touch his leg, I might sit beside him so it's less confrontational. I might sit side by side. I'll lower my tone. I'll make sure it's not fast and bitey. I'll make sure it's smooth and calm. And I'll ask questions. 
And I already at the beginning of conversations go, okay, what if I go into this conversation knowing he wants to meet me? If I trust that he wants to love me and hear me. And I get it. So many of you have had so many conversations where you've seen other evidence to prove otherwise. So it's tricky for you. You're sitting here going like, how do I go into that conversation holding that picture and trusting that and having that projection of them when time and time again, they do this. You just do. You clear it up every time and go, what if in this conversation we actually meet each other? What if I trust that they're going to listen? They're going to come with love, from love, in love. And you do the same. So you actually just ask them, hey, what's going on for you right now? What do you need? I, I speak to, hey, I feel like maybe you're feeling attacked right now or do you feel I'm being defensive? I feel you might be being defensive. Is there something you're feeling afraid of or attacked by me in? And I listen. I actually go, hey, babe, got to let go of being right and just be here. Because I know that everyone has a subjective experience of reality. So what my partner is experiencing in that moment is true for him. It's his reality. And so I can let go of being right because what I'm experiencing is true for me and what he's experiencing is true for him. So what if I meet him in his experience? What if I could see it the way he's seeing it, hear what he's hearing, know that all his experiences from his whole childhood and in his intergenerational past have created his perception now. So by meeting him where he's at and making sense of his experience, then I can hold his worldview, his perception of the experience of the disagreement of the fight, whatever, and come back to mine. And then I can help us meet in a place that works for both of us. Because if what you want is deep relationship, dude, you got to let go of control. You got to let go of coercion, of power exchange, of any dominance. You got to just feel them and see things the way they see them and hear them so you can know them. So when I ask you, what do you want? Do you want to be right? Do you want to be in charge? Do you want to have your house looking exactly the way you dream? Do you want to have only this man love you? Or only that house? Or only that job? Or do you want presence? Do you want happiness? Do you want connection? Do you want to be met? Because, baby girl, well, let me tell you, that might mean letting go of the how. The way you thought you were going to get what you wanted might not be with that man. It might not be in this moment. It might not be that house, that job. It might not be that conversation. It might not be the way you imagined it. Because it might be better than you ever imagined. If you could let go of the house being perfectly clean and the dishes put away that you want and, sorry babe, the sandals sitting exactly where you wanted them to, then you'll get what you really want, what you deeply desire and deserve. You'll get connection. You'll be met in relationship. You'll be met with more freedom and more playfulness and more passion and more desire. So do you want to control every situation and be right? Do you want to be dignified? Do you want to be, um, <laughs> yeah, do you want to be in charge? Do you want to have the perfect Stepford house? Do you want to have everyone speaking the way you desire? Do you want to have, yeah, control? Or do you want to have connection? Do you want to be right or do you want to be in love? 
Like some of you are forcing people to love you the way you want. Some of you are refusing to realize that you picked someone out of fear and that you have outgrown them or they've outgrown you or that you never were a match in the first place. And that now that you've grown and evolved, you see that you get to choose love from a different place, not for security, not for safety, for connection, because that's what's possible in love. If you want to be right, or if you want to be the kind of person who never gives up, or if you want to be latched onto the story that you're not a quitter, you can, of course you can. And that's great if it's what you want. When I ask you what you want, again, I ask you, what do you deeply desire and deserve? And so to do that, that means going into your body from a regulated nervous system. So if you don't know what that means, I'll do podcasts about it in the future. And for now, go Google it. It It's full of resources that damn Google. Explore how to come from a calm and regulated place. And then step into love rather than fear and feel into your body. If you desire something, you have to believe you deserve it. So what do you want? And are you willing to let go of the picture of how you get it? Because you need to be able to be flexible. To hold flexibility of behavior to allow life to unfold to get what you want sometimes it doesn't come exactly how you wanted or when you wanted if you hold the intention and keep taking action i believe you can have what you want so what do you want deeply what are you getting by staying the same and what are the unconscious ways that you're preventing it for yourself all of that feels a little too abstract or too confusing or you don't even know how to figure that out. Like, that's the work that I do. That's what I help people to see. And I give them reflections of themselves so they get to see the unconscious ways that they're being. I help them to see the gain that they're getting from being the same way. And it's humbling. And love requires you to let go of being right. And humble yourself in the sense of being able to see something a different way and stand in your power of choosing what you want now. So I'll leave you with that. What do you want? And what are you doing that's pushing it away? Because you get to have everything you desire and deserve if you're willing to look at how you're being and how you could be and if you believe it's possible for yourself. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being involved in this conversation and DM me questions, guys. That's what I'm here for. I create this as a learning opportunity. I know I sometimes use ways of speaking and language that doesn't always connect with every single one of you. That's why we do this work. I I stepped into circles where people were using languages I didn't understand and languages, language, language sets that I didn't understand and talking about concepts I couldn't make sense of. And continually, the more I asked questions, the more I stepped in, the more it connected, the more I changed and the more happiness and presence I brought to my life. So thanks for being here. Um, Thank you for enjoying this video if you're watching as more and more of this is gonna be shared for you on YouTube. Love you guys. And I'm excited to talk to you soon. Let's connect, reach out. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode. If it resonated with you, like it, share it with a friend or share it on your socials. And you can find me on my socials at Veronica Jane underscore on Instagram or at Veronica Jane on Facebook. I look forward to connecting with you further.